0: Okay. Hey. Hey. Hi. Welcome back. Welcome back. Um, it's been a whirlwind past couple of oh, weeks. What else is new God? I feel like that's always our excuse. I know. Well, you're always just so busy all the time and Yeah. I'm not. I know. I need to make more of a um priority, that's for sure. So I promise Yeah, well you, you have other priorities too. It's not like you have a job and you have a side job and you have a family and all of your time is basically always taken up so yeah, I have a lot going on but that's okay that's not an excuse yeah. so
1: we will haha ha, we'll definitely make more time yes and I like this two episode things and one yeah episode. when
0: we record like more than one episode at a time and that makes things a lot easier for us because then it's just like I just have to go through and upload it and everything's mm-hmm. ready to go yeah which is really nice
1: yeah, so this is All Things Strange. I'm Kristen. I'm Brittany. And this is where we talk about all things that are a little offbeat, macabre. Uh, basically, if it's a little weird, we like it.
0: We love the weird stuff. Weird. Weird. Stuff. Yes, and it's just, it's so interesting, some of it, when you know, when you're coming up and doing the research and whatnot, it's just, you're like, huh. I didn't know these things were happening, you know, mm-hmm. whether, it, you know, be a true story or not, because it's the internet, you can't trust everything you hear. It's still at the same time, you're like, hmm, it makes you think a little bit.
1: I think that, uh, for me, uh, you know how we were just talking about how busy I am. I don't take a, any time for myself ever. And so I feel like this is like, forces me to look into things that I enjoy. Yeah. So I used to do that a lot. I used to, I, I love learning about different things and um, I've kind of stopped that. I don't read very much anymore, and I don't look up things very much anymore because I ran out of time, and now this forces me to do that again. So, Which is good.
0: Sometimes you just Definitely. need something like that, you know?
1: I feel better for it, for sure. I would. I mean,
0: why not? Um, it, it is nice because it does make you sit down. It makes you just kind of like it, it's almost kind of like relaxing. Although mm-hmm. yesterday <laughs> Sometimes it can be stressful. You're like, fuck Yesterday and the day before I'm like, Oh my god, what the hell am I going to do? Yeah. It was it was a mess, but I think I have it figured out and even like within the last ten minutes I've made changes. <laughs> I'm That's like, hard. Ugh, so things are going to be completely different than oh. what we had previously previously talked about but this episode we are going to be talking about medical mysteries yes and because the body is a very strange thing and yes, things that happen to the body are incredibly strange and why not talk about it yeah right cool. so we each went through we each picked our thing i knew mine like right off the bat it's just i struggled with mine did you and i'm glad what I, <laughs> what I found yeah yeah i I'm pretty happy about mine just because I kind of have, like, a little bit of a deeper connection with it. But at the same time, it's mm-hmm. just totally, like, how did this even happen? Cool. <laughs> like, so. Do you want to go first? You seem excited. I, I can go first. That's like no to. problem with me. So I'm doing mine on a man named Terry Wallace, and he was the man that slept for 19 years. In um, 19, it was on July 30th, or 13th, 1984, Terry Wallace, when he was 20 years old, he was in a really bad car accident. His truck skid off of a of a small bridge. Mm-hmm. It like crashed into a guardrail, and then it like tumbled for 25 feet before it landed upside down in a dry riverbed. The person that was with him unfortunately died. And when they found him, he was unresponsive, immobile but still breathing. Okay. So he was in a veg- vegetative state, basically. Um, he had a very young wife at the time. Like, I'm talking like 16, 17. How old
1: was he again? He was 20. Okay, so that makes sense. Yeah. As long as he went like 40,
0: a 16-year-old <laughs> I mean, wife. So, oh, that could be bad. That, uh, no. Um, who am I to talk? My husband's 12 years older than I know, I. but you guys were adults. That is true. We were I mean, physically, yes. Mentally, mm-hmm. we were not adults. had a ways to go. But you're almost there. We're almost there. <laughs> Me more than him still. I don't understand something. <laughs> um, so anyways, so she is very young. They had just had a baby. I think it was like six weeks before. Yeah. Oh. Six weeks before they had a baby girl. That poor girl. Um, the wife's name was Sandy mm-hmm. and the daughter's name was Amber. Um, the mother heard about his accident. First, and for some reason I didn't write her name down on this, but we, we'll get to her later. Um, <clears throat> the accident had left him a quadriplegic and he was moved into a nursing home um, and within a year of the accident, his coma kind of like stabilized a little bit so he was like in a minimally conscious state, okay. which is terrifying if you think about it. Like yeah. if you're even just like, think of it as you're waking up slightly in the middle of the night, almost kind of like when, if you have, like, I, I don't know if you've ever had, like, night terrors or um sleep paralysis mm-hmm. or anything like that. It's just, like, it was sleep paralysis. You're just, like, bam, awake, but you can't move. Everything's, like, awful around you. It's it's, it's a horrifying experience. And luckily, it's only ever happened to me, like, twice. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's taken me days to recover. But so you're, like, just barely woken up, and then you kind of fall back asleep. And imagine just, like living kind of like that you can't move you can't do anything it's just it's terrible what was that
1: <laughs> movie uh, or maybe it was a television show oh my god it was a movie I think it was the one with Uma Thurman fuck uh where the patient where the the orderly where he would go in like rape the comatose patients. Oh, and it was a Kill like, Bill movie. Yes. yes, it was a Kill Bill movie. Yeah, it was yes. the, I think it was the
0: second Kill Bill. The guy that drove the pussy wagon. yes the yeah. pussy mobile. Um, the, his name was Buck, and he was here to fuck. Yeah, <laughs> basically. That's right. And oh my god, or what something a, like that. I don't know. But I fucking love how she just. Well, what it was is it, it was the orderly was letting other people come in to fuck the comatose patient Right, and they would money. pay him. Yeah, to do so, and I'm that's just fucking like Whoa. horrible. And imagine being like somewhat conscious could you imagine that like i i'm sure it actually happened somewhere but it is also a quentin tarantino movie so it's like whoa um no i love all the kill bill movies yeah i I just recently
1: watched them uh a few years maybe yeah about a few years ago for the first time because i was just like man i'm not into that like i was really stubborn about it and my husband was like Kristen, you'll love these so i sat down and i was just like mind-blown. It's I amazing! I absolutely loved them. I thought it they is were fantastic.
0: so amazing. Uh, when Mark and I first moved in together, we had, like, each our own copies of Volume 1 and 2. Cool. And so we were just kind of like, well, do do we keep them both? <laughs> like, what do we do? We ended up, we, we didn't do anything about it for a while, but then after I was going through the movies, and I was like, no, we don't ever watch this. We don't, <clears throat> we don't ever watch this or this or this, so let's just go ahead and clean it out. And so now we don't, we're down to, like, one copy, which... I kind of wish I had like a traveling copy of you know, yeah. <laughs> each of the movies. That makes sense. Because I love them. Yeah,
1: they're very I absolutely
0: good. love them. Um, okay, so he, was, so he was semi conscious. <clears throat> he was um, minimally, minimally conscious. Okay. So it was like just enough, really, just to keep him breathing. But there's like, you never know if like he could hear things what he's taking or in. see things. Yeah, exactly. Um, but the doctors did believe he would never recover um 19 years later in 2003 he woke up um a nurse had walked in and noticed that he was kind of like alert almost and his mom was there and he was the nurse was like hey who's this walking up to you and he's like mama he spoke interesting yeah very interesting and um because the family was not a very well-to-do family and this all happened in stone county arkansas okay um so because the family was obviously not rich by any means they couldn't afford like the physiotherapy or the yeah the physiotherapy so he had really weak muscles and they did manage to keep his bed sores to a minimum which is really nice um so his like I saw pictures of him and he just, like, his head was just, you know, a normal-sized head, but because he had no muscle mass... Oh, he's, like, skillful. His body was skin and bones, but not his head. Mm-hmm. It, it just... It, it was really sad to me, but I'm just, like... Whatever he pulled through, he did okay, which is great. But um, over the next three days, um, it was, like, a three-day uh, awakening period is basically what it was. It took him about three days to wake up as much as he was really going to, you know, wake up for that time... And he still thought it was That's a nineteen. Trip. I know he still thought it was nineteen eighty four. Um, he thought he was still a twenty year old, and he didn't remember his wife. He didn't remember his daughter there that he had a daughter. He had no memory of that.
1: How many years was he in the state? Nineteen years. Nineteen
0: years. So his daughter was an adult. Yeah. Uh, and we'll get to that later too. Holy crap. Um, so he um, was able to regain the ability to control parts of his body and speak to others but he was still disabled because the um, accident at that time had left him as a quadriplegic Mm -hmm. but he was able to after you know sleeping it off for 19 years he was (laughs) able to basically move around a little bit more Um, but Mm -hmm. he did also um, suffer from a condition and I'm going to I'll try not to murder this. Um it's a motor disorder called dysarthria, like D Y S A R T H R I A. Dysarthria. Yeah, dysarthria. Yeah. And that is a condition in which um I wrote this down too. A condition in which problems effectively occur with the muscles that help produce produce speech often making it difficult to pronounce words. Okay. So it's like he could talk, he could understand, you know, what people are saying, but sometimes when he would go to talk, it wouldn't come out right. Um, I want to kind of liken it a little bit to when somebody has a stroke okay. and they sometimes have that problem forming words. Like when my grandma had her stroke, she mm-hmm. would look at me, she was like, I know who you are. I know exactly who you are. I can't say your name, but it's like you're Michael's daughter, or you're Becky's daughter, mm-hmm. and you're my." first granddaughter like I know who you are but she couldn't say my name so I want to liken it to something like that but at the same time I have no idea Mm -hmm. um but there it was so in 2005 there was a in the UK a special on body shock called the man who slept for 19 years it showed his mother and daughter encouraging him to go to neurologist to find out how he regained his speech after so long Um, there were a lot of really well-known doctors on there, neurologists, neuropsychologists, you know, just people like that. Um, there was an, actually a neuropsychologist. He said that, um, his brain, Terry's brain had retained a lot before the accident, but lost the, the ability to store any new memories. Oh, So, God. right up before the accident, you know, those, the things that happened, you know, maybe like a week or two or whatever before the accident, those were still just thoughts. They weren't quite memories yet in the brain. And that's why he can't really remember them. Um, And it's, like, to this day, it's, like, he can't really. There's a movie like that. That is terrifying.
1: It's one of the best movies I've ever seen and I watched it by accident it was actually just a few months ago cannot remember the name I'll have to ask Jeremy yeah uh, or maybe I'll google it really quick but that's
0: what that reminds me of just terrifying of a, of a young man I love my memories okay. they're so great in my I head had. Ugh. um and then there was another doctor uh, who was a neurologist that um showed that the damage to the frontal lobes of terry's brain kept him from processing new experiences into memories even you know to this day um there were brain scans done by the oh crap while wheel cornell uh medical college and that helped build the hypothesis that his brain was essentially rewiring self rewiring itself Mm -hmm. to get around all the damage that this accident had caused that's amazing that is Absolutely incredible! The brain
1: power that we have, it, that is untapped, is amazing.
0: Yeah, it is, and that's the thing too. It's just your, oh my god, the brain is such a mysterious thing. Yes, it is. It really is because you know we we know so much about muscles, we know mm-hmm. so much about hearts, livers, all of all of the organs, but the brain mm-hmm. is like that one thing that is just so hard to get a grasp on, like nerves yeah we can easily well, funny is figure it's out the mystery trying then. to
1: figure out the mystery
0: yeah exactly it's just it's in it's insane i don't even understand so you know all of this wonderful things happened and then i found this article on whoa on the telegraph mm-hmm. which i don't really know much about the telegraph because i don't read a lot of From articles the UK? yeah yeah i don't read a whole lot of articles on it but it just seems like kind of one of those it's tabloidy but like with more news related rather than like celeb related yeah that's how i would categorize it as well (coughs) i like telegraph stuff though the title for this one and the subtitle for it are awakening to a family feud his recovery from a 19 year coma cheered america but terry wallace doesn't know that his daughter is a stripper his wife has three children by another man and his family is at war over this so this and i found i found um a little bit of um, oh, my God. I found a few articles to back a lot of this up, mm-hmm. too, on other sites. So, Terry Wallace I has catching up to do. <laughs> he, after 19 years in a coma following a car crash, has suddenly woken up and began to sp- speak. His mother, Angelie, is thrilled, as is his wife, Sandy. But what he doesn't know is, while he was sleeping, Sandy, the young bride whom he kissed goodbye on the evening of his accident, has children. has three children by another man. And as he struggles to match the young woman who visits him in the hospital in Arkansas with a hazy memory of his six-month-old daughter, which this is, like, the times seem off, because, like, everything else I se- found said six weeks, and that he absolutely mm-hmm. didn't remember, and I found more Either of way, that. she was an infant. Either way, yeah, she was an infant. Um, that is daughter Amber, and he has yet to learn that she, who is now, like, 20, earns a living as a striptease dancer. hmm Um... So, basically, soon after, this this is all from the article, soon after Wallace's near-lifeless body was recovered from a dried-up riverbed, it emerges that his parents went to court to claim exclusive guardianship over their son, cutting Sandy and, indirectly, Amber out of his life. So, throughout all that time, Sandy would not divorce him, because she's like, well, that's my husband, if you're going to keep him alive, then we're going to keep him alive, and I'm going to stay married to him. Um, and she just never got to see him that's a basically lot of moral dilemmas this is a it? huge moral especially because she was so young at the time yeah like,
1: it's like you want her to move on and live her life but then why would you hold on to your husband if you're going to move on exactly that's that you can't have your cake and eat it too like she should have made a decision that's just my opinion hmm but I, I don't
0: know all the circumstances either I don't know circ- and that's like with the circumstances that's why I kind of like bounced back and forth between all these different articles to kind of see but just like all of the drama in this one article made it impossible to pass up I I just couldn't do it
1: I was like "Eh."
0: so she was like she said I have not been allowed to see him once in all these years and I'm still not allowed to now and this came out just like a few weeks after he woke up
1: so his wife was never because his parents took guardianship yep I'm just clarifying Okay. His parents took guardianship and
0: wouldn't allow her what assholes. I know, right? That's I mean they were married, they had a kid together, just why I don't understand that. That they probably didn't like her from the beginning. Oh no, probably not. You know. It's just one of those things. What a
1: dick fucking move, man. Like I am actually more blown away by that. That's terrible because if she
0: showed initiative in the beginning, and wanted to help take care well and what kind of an asshole mom do you have that says no nope. exactly well she does say in this article you know she was 17 when it happened she did have a bit of a breakdown over it like how am i mm-hmm. going to do this and of course once terry's mom figured this out she's like oh yeah she's definitely not going to do this so we might as well do everything that we can just to keep her away So like she's 17 she's allowed to freak out a little bit you know mm. Oh just drives me nuts. So she gets into this relationship um with a guy that she only says his name is Mike which is fine. Um she had three kids with him and she's like you know I acknowledge that there's this problem but I'm still married and she told the guy she's like I am not gonna divorce him to marry you because he's still alive he's still doing his thing and I you know she kind of like halfway Hmm. moved on in a way and they ended up splitting up because a, she wouldn't divorce well, him yeah
1: well what a terrible why should he stick around for that
0: exactly and I don't blame him for that what either a but
1: terrible conundrum for both of them I like know a, the state of their life must have always never must have never truly been comfortable
0: exactly well but and sad. the thing is too is she does state in this article that you know Mike has moved on he's married now and all this other stuff but they still all attend family functions together Mm -hmm. so they're still in really good standing you know they've got the three kids so that makes me happy if that's actually true um so that's not like the worst thing in the world yeah um let's see where was I gonna go so his mom basically takes over and she's just like, no, we're just going to keep him alive. We're gonna, knowing that the, the, all the care that was going to go into this, knowing that they couldn't fully afford all of it all if they couldn't have the physiotherapy. Mm-hmm. Which, that's fine, that's your kid. I get it. Cool. Um, she, Angelie, the mom, described her son's remarkable recovery, stating that while he had childhood memories of his family, even remembering that it, it had been his job to feed their pigs, he had no clear recollection of his daughter or his marriage or anything like that. Well, oh, I bet that just... His mom just loved that shit. Well, here's the thing. Sandy, however, challenges this version of events, saying that although the Wallace family would not acknowledge Amber, she had visited Terry three times since he had begun to talk. So... She's... It's, it's basically... It's just sounding like a big feud. And they're just like, oh, well, whose penis is bigger because she's lying or she's lying or... Just one of those things and I'm like man the guy woke up after 19 years why can't you guys just hold hands and be happy for
1: a minute Five minutes, yeah. yeah
0: just get it together um basically at the end of the article because it just goes into like a whole lot of other just a, just, just a it's show. all like the same shit like okay well now they're doing this well now they're there it's just like y'all calm down um, Sandy, however, said that she refused to be cut out of the family any longer. I am married to Terry and I plan on staying that way, she said. Since I think this that's all admirable. That's yeah. cool. Since this all started, I have seen a lawyer and I'm going to go to court and get a guardianship deal. Mm-hmm. Good for you. Like, seriously, that's her husband. Yeah, but she probably didn't. She was so young, she probably was just like, I don't know what I can do. Do
1: you think it was her mother in law,
0: her father in law, or both? I'm more willing to believe it's a mother in law because everything I've heard out of here has been from the mother in law and not from the father in law. Like, the mother is like always the one running her mouth. Yeah, like the father in law is just like one of those ones to kind of stand down a little bit or just doesn't want to get involved. Or he doesn't feel the need to spread it out. Exactly. Wow. So, but like, I've always been really fascinated ever since I heard that he woke up I was like in middle school when he woke up and I've always been so fascinated about it because my grandpa you know he was in a coma mm-hmm. for nine years right. and there was always just kind of like that hope that he was going to wake up but I unfortunately just, he never did that'd
1: be terrible I don't I yeah no nope. <laughs> there's so much nope
0: there I don't if I can't like live my life then I don't feel the need to do be I there. No, I I, I I just I don't ever want to die so I'm just like hook me up Leave me that way. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's
1: interesting. to me. It's like if I'm going to be in a coma for
0: longer than I'd say, give it a year and a half. Okay, that's mm-hmm. a decent amount of time. That gives you know your brain an- enough time to. See. The, at that my point, shadow. they might be able to figure with the technology we mm-hmm. have now, as opposed to what they had in like 1984, 1986, around that time. Um, the technology they may have now might be able to show whether or not you're um, making new pathways right. in your brain. So I don't want to be a burden enough. on
1: Jeremy doesn't need that shit kind of shit in his life. My kids don't need that kind of shit. I'll take care shit. of you. Thanks for it. <laughs> you
0: might have to. Yeah. I'll, I'll <laughs> take care of you. I don't mind. Cool. I take care of other people. I, I like taking care of people. Yeah. You'd be a good caretaker. Except for I have a really short, short fuse. <laughs> I get frustrated so easily. Oh, it's so awful. Oh, I've been working on it, but I don't think I could actually technically as a profession be a caretaker
1: uh, i bet it'd be different if it was your job maybe it depends on how much you're paying me yeah it's not a lot caretakers not a do lot. not get paid a lot no nope. but i don't mind wiping butts
0: i've had to wipe butts before mm-hmm. not my child's butt but like other people's butts yeah. they need help like okay i'm okay with that it's just if like with my great-grandparents the way that you know well my great grandpa has passed recently, but um, my, my great grandma, she's not all there. She doesn't remember things, and that would really frustrate me. I would have such a hard time with that. With the memory? Yeah. That it's makes like, sense. No, you that. already ate. No, you already took these pills. No, I'm work mm-hmm. for you. No, you can't go outside because it's 3 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. You know? No, I'm not an intruder. or <laughs> Things yeah. like that. Because at that point, a lot of the times they become very combative. Yes. And... It can be violent. Yeah, I mm-hmm. can't imagine you know coming home from work with a black eye and having to walk around with my husband the way that Americans like to judge. <laughs> like seriously, I've had to do that before. <laughs> I've fun. had to walk out with a black eye, and I went to work actually where we mutually work together, and everyone's like, "Oh my god, did he hit you?" And I'm like, "Y'all are fucking stupid." <laughs> I'm like, no, no, because I hit back. Yeah, exactly, and he knows I hit back. <laughs> <laughs> That's but it's just, like, they're so quick to judge other than to be like, oh, hey, what happens?" like, oh, very easy for me to explain to you. I fell down and hit my face on a doorknob. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's as simple as that. But everything is just not how people want it to be. Yeah. So, because maybe
1: That's they want to be a savior.
0: So he's still alive? As far as I could find, I tried to mm-hmm. look up to see whether or not he had died. But so we don't have a
1: conclusion if she got guardianship. I couldn't or... find that either. That's so. too bad. I wonder what
0: happened. I don't know. I'm wonder hoping daughter's doing. Was... Ooh, hopefully she's going to college. All that strip teasing yeah. might have paid her way through college. It probably could have. Yeah. Well, my I'm really hoping that Sandy didn't give up on a fight for guardianship or even just have like a deal on guardianship because the way it sounds to me i really don't want angelie to win that at all
1: i just i guess i just feel like they both kind of need to be a little more charitable i'm sure that there's wrongs on both sides of the fence um i guess i just understand that sometimes people have a hard time letting go of their children and look and realizing that they're adults and, uh, sometimes they just need to learn to let go, but this is a totally unique situation because, yeah. I mean, if my kid was 20 and that happened, I'd be like, holy shit, because when you're 20 years old, you're still a baby. Yeah, you know? exactly. Even though you don't think you are, you you're are. You're still a baby. <laughs> and I think that sometimes, um, parents keep their kids in that state for longer than necessary. Yeah. And I don't know where
0: I'm really going with I'm going to be this, so guilty of that. see
1: i'm actually really terrified terrified that i'm going to be like that so i'm very conscious of um i've actually been thinking about it because my kids are 14 and 16 now and so within the next 10 years or so they're going to be bringing significant others home and whether it's somebody or not that they marry it's it's when shit starts getting serious yeah and i don't want to not want them to come over yeah and i'm really worried about that and them not wanting to come over is if i treat their significant other like shit
0: yeah and i wouldn't want to do that or if i treat them like crap because or it's like uh, that thing in the back of your mind well like nobody's good enough for my baby so yeah
1: and i i just (coughs) i have been on uh, the receiving end of that and it's horrible it's a terrible terrible thing and I don't want my children to feel like they have to choose between me and they
0: and another way to be happy. Yeah. I've, I've I'm, I'm honestly, terrified of that. Yeah. I have honestly only been on that end once in my life. Mm-hmm. And I had actually, this guy that I was dating, I had never even met his parents mm-hmm. and automatically they were like, Nope. Because of the fact that, you know, she doesn't go to church or do any of this or that. And the guy I was dating, he wasn't very religious mm-hmm. at all either. And he's like, are you kidding me? And so like this whole thing just tore a huge riff in between us. And it was just, it it's was a right nightmare. <clears throat> and like I said, they had never even met me. And I, you know, I try to do really well with, you know, the families of who I was dating at the time. And with like the past couple of my serious relationships. Yeah, there might have been like a couple of things we didn't agree on. But we eventually ended up working it right. out. Like I love my in-laws. I have great great in-laws. That's fantastic. So, and that's one thing, like, I'm pretty, pretty happy about, but it also kind of, yeah. But it also kind of makes me wonder, too, like, if something like this were to ever happen, like, how would it be? Would, you know, things, like, would the dynamic all of a sudden just change, Mm -hmm. or, and then I think about it at the same time, I'm like, you know, I don't think that it would just because of how awesome they really are, so... That's, fan- that's really
1: good. I, I always try to cultivate a relationship in the moment with my kids with a thought towards the future. Yeah. So, um, like, when they were really little, uh, I would encourage them to tell me anything. And if I didn't like it, I wouldn't, like, freak out necessarily. And now I'm reaping those benefits. So they're telling me about, you know, people that they like at school. And um, they're telling me about that kind of stuff. And yeah. they can feel open because I started when they were really, really young. And... Um, I just worry. I, I worry a lot about my
0: relationship with my kids as an adult. Yeah. yeah. Well I think honestly if you keep going the way that you're going I think you'll be just fine. I hope so. <sighs> <laughs> Most Man. kids have nothing to complain about. To be perfect to be perfectly honest. They Everybody has no- something to complain well, about, unfortunately. It's all realistically it's the <laughs> fault. realistically, they have nothing to complain about. Yeah. They could be so much worse off.
1: I like to think so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Maybe you know what? Maybe put them in a situation to where they are way worse off. Let them see. Ooh, know. have them have them volunteer at homeless shelters or at the Dove Center. My mom
1: made me do that once uh, because it's my sister, terrifying. my
0: sister and I were being kind of
1: rowdy, and it was around the Christmas season. And my mom made us go and uh, feed the homeless, and that was quite the experience. It was very awakening. Me. Yeah, because we were being dicks, basically.
0: Yeah. I was in a in a class in high school, and we had to do some volunteering and things like that. And that was even just a little bit that I did just to get by on the grade, because high school, duh. Um, mm-hmm. Just to get by on the grade, and even a little bit that I did was pretty, like, whoa. Cool. So, it was really cool. But, yeah. Okay. So, that was well, my medical mystery. <laughs> I know it doesn't seem, like, just so super exciting, but if you think about it, no, Most I think people it, don't recover from something like that. It's a fuck. It, it really is. is. The more you think about it, the more you're like,
1: oh my god. And the drama that was involved in it. Ugh. That's a whole nother, like psychology like discussion. Yeah. It's like, at that point, do you want to wake up? Or no. Yeah. Seriously. All right. So should we go into mine? Yes. I would okay. love to do it. Okay. So mine... Um, First, what I was thinking about doing is I know I'm gonna fucking butcher this. You know how I read things and I don't hear them say yes. and so I mispronounce everything? Yes. Okay, is it chimera or chimera? What? It's C H I M E R A. Originally that's what I was going to do. I think it's chimera. I think it might be chimera as well, but I've always said chimera when I like read yeah, it in because my head. At the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Um but that's basically like something uh with two sets of DNA. yeah but that's not what I'm doing okay yeah (laughs) that would be really good too that's when I remembered the nature versus nurture experiment the Minnesota twin
0: family study oh yeah I remember reading about this actually just last year I didn't delve too deep into it because I was just like I can't if I if I go down this rabbit hole I will never emerge so it was pretty amazing I and I got a lot of my um, stuff
1: was condensed into like one particular article on wivescience.com so thank you guys um but I just kind of bullet pointed a few things uh because I figured they could be just like general talking points yeah um so basically so I was actually shocked about when it when it occurred I thought it was earlier like around like the 50s no. 60s. no it was a 20 year experiment is conducted from 1979 to 1999
0: God. so super recent
1: well and of course they had to
0: finish it before y2k and all the computers crashed True, right?
1: <laughs> true and it followed identical and fraternal twins who were separated at an early age yeah so heartbreaking it is i don't i'm not sure they separated them which i was what i had always thought i didn't see any evidence of that Um, I actually went to the Minnesota Twin Family Study website and it seems like it was all young mothers who gave up for adoption, or I they're I know, but it's really sad,
0: because it's like, if you're going know, up for like adoption, it's like, if you're getting pregnant, you don't know if you're getting, you know, most of the time, you're going to get a single baby. You're going to have one mm-hmm. baby, but sometimes there's a, a chance litter. that you're going to, yeah, basically have a litter. I think it should be the same thing with adoption. Mm-hmm. I don't think that, I think it should be based off of who the mother chooses, mm-hmm. and wh- if the mother is having, you know, a single baby, or twins, or whatever, if that mother chooses you, and you're willing, you need to just take them like if there's twins take them both if you can't handle having them both then you need to move on to a different mother and let somebody who might i mean it's just it that's it hard just though me. because do you want kids
1: in the system that long when they could be separated in happy homes i know but at the same time it's like i find out about all these people who have twins it's, it's and they don't really, know. And, it's just uh, a really fucked up situation and it's really i want to adopt all of the babies so, over the time, the 20 years, uh, what is official is the hundred a 137 pairs of twins, 81 pairs of identical, and 56 pairs of fraternal. Um, you know the difference between the two, yes. right? Okay. Yeah. Um, so, those of you that don't know, identical are uh, one egg that's separated, and fraternal are two, two eggs. separate eggs. Yep. Yes. And it the study resulted in more than 170 individual studies focusing on different medical and psychological characteristics. So this was like the big massive study and within it they had a little like subcategories or yeah kind of like branching off a little bit. Exactly and it was pretty interesting. I just kind of wrote down some of the things that um that were of note that were noted. Um let's see. So genetics, one thing that they've discovered, they have a stronger influence on sexual orientation in male twins.
0: Really? Yes.
1: So if you have one male twin who is gay, it's he's more likely to have his other twin be Be gay gay. than like if you had one who's a lesbian and yeah, or whatever you identify as. That's cool. (laughs) I don't get into the whole labeling thing, because I think that is...
0: But for the study, it's kind of important. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I thought that was interesting that it was uh, stronger in male twins. And identical twins would stand the same way, while fraternal twins would have different postures. Really? Yeah, so they would, like, throughout childhood and into their adulthood, they would take pictures of people standing. And it was interesting. It's it's almost like when you're like walking through the mall or or something. And you see like a mother-daughter and they walk exactly the same way. Yes. I, sometimes I wonder if Madeline and I walk the same
0: way. You know, I've never really noticed. It's But the thing is, is these things are also like, it sounds like they're kind of small enough. To, it's like not the things mm-hmm. that you would go out to notice. Yeah. You have to think of to notice. Yeah. That's really interesting. <laughs> yeah, it
1: is really interesting uh, that the identical would stand the way, same way. And the fraternal would not...
0: They're just, like, walking around with mirrors attached to them. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> if you ever feel like having a twin, just take a full-length mirror and attach it to your arm like a um a shield. <laughs> like an old-school <laughs> gladiator shield. Like, yeah. And be like, oh, no, I'm I'm Brittany. Have you met my... You get really good at reflecting sunlight yeah. in people's eyes. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my God, I would use that. Oh, I try to do that to people who are, like, riding my ass mm-hmm. while I'm driving. I'll try to catch their headlights just right to kind of, like back them off a little bit and if I can't do it with my rearview mirror I do it with my side mirrors that's smart I <laughs> love it it's a lot of fun it's smart until you kill someone but yeah I love it you know what they shouldn't be writing my ass because I break for tailgaters I agree I, oh, I it the- fuckers mm-hmm. it's like if I'm doing five over calm your tits okay mm-hmm.
1: seriously I agree Okay, so a study in 1990 (laughs) found that genetics account for 50% of the religiosity among the population. So, in other words, uh, so both identical twins raised apart were more likely to be religious or not uh, compared with unrelated individuals. So So even like their propensity to be religious, 50%.
0: So even, you know, like, you know, say the birth mother had, you know, generations of being Catholic... Or whatever, and like the adoptive parents come in and they're like Christian or Protestant or, or whatever. Protestant. So the mm-hmm. twins were more likely to be religious and follow mm-hmm. not Catholicism but Christianity because that's what they're growing up with. But if the adoptive mother has no like religious like need to or whatever, and then they get adopted Doesn't off, usually they usually still find a religion to like grab onto.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's
0: interesting. It, it's really not interesting. it's not specific
1: by the religion, but just uh, specifically
0: spiritual. Okay. So a spiritual need is has to be fed. I really wonder what happened to mine because I have none. I have no spiritual need. I'm deeply spiritual, but not religious. I like you know I have like a little bit, but I'm not like. Oh mm-hmm. gosh, no, we have to do things by the sun or, mm-hmm. whatever. No, I I'm I'm just I just live my life day by day, like. A person, <laughs> I guess. Like I don't you know. On the earth? Yeah, exactly. I, I just I feel absolutely no need for religion in my life,
1: mm-hmm. which is cool. Yeah, it works for me. I respect either way. Yeah, honestly.
0: it's like if you want to have a religion, cool, go for it. It's all for you. Me, I don't
1: want it. Yeah, I'm not angry about religion. Like some people seem, when, seem I get angry. angry when
0: they get pushy. That's when <laughs> I get angry.
1: That. <laughs> uh even then i'm just like okay but when they start when they stop respecting my space is when i start getting yeah angry. if they're like come to church with me and i'm always like no i don't get angry about that but yeah I that's get fine. angry about if you're coming into my space and telling <clears throat> me i'm wrong for it that's when
0: we got a fucking yeah. problem or it's like no no you really have to come you just you have to you have to and i'm like i don't fucking have to do anything mm-hmm. why 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 would i have to do that it's truly none of your business exactly <laughs> Um, Anyways. <laughs> no. Dude, I get it.
1: I don't really uh, want to turn this to a whole, like, religious, political... No, 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 Okay, so, um, other... So, obviously, there's a strong genetic influence on dental and gum health. Yes. You know, even, um, when they... When one twin would be, like, taking really good care of their teeth and another twin wouldn't be, they still seem to have, like, the same problems. Maybe the, um... How... What am I trying to say? Like, um. when something is worse... Exasperated, but that's yeah. not. Is that? I, that's I don't know if I'm using that. In um, the exacerbated cr- in the correct context, but you know what I'm trying yeah. to say. So, like, you know, like one might have more of an issue, but the other is still might be dealing with it a little bit.
0: Yeah, <clears throat> it's still present there. Mm-hmm.
1: So I thought that was really interesting. And another thing is, uh, the study found another study found 50% genetic influence on happiness and well-being. And I found that to be really fascinating because it's also 50% for uh, being religious or not. Yeah, and um, Happiness and well-being, you know, it's a it's definitely all about your mindset. Yeah, it doesn't matter about your circumstance It it matters on how you handle
0: those circumstances. Exactly. Yeah Mm
1: -hmm. Did you know that being a night owl is genetic? Oh really? I'm so much a night owl if I don't go to bed early every night uh, then I start staying up later and later and later and later and next thing I you know I'm staying up to four in the morning with no
0: issues. Yep. Yeah. I was up until probably about 2, mm-hmm. 2.30 last night and I was still just like wide awake and I was finally like, I have to make myself yeah. go to Unfortunately, sleep. Unfortunately, my schedule doesn't allow me to do that.
1: But when it Mine did, does, <laughs> when it did, man, I, yeah, total night out. Yeah. Always have been. It's just when I work best. Well,
0: apparently it's genetic. I saw study. On it's it.
1: interesting. Neither one of my parents are night owls. Really? Mm-hmm.
0: But your dad gets up like at midnight. My dad so. would be
1: getting up when I would be like going to sleep. Yeah. When I was a teenager. He'd get up at like four in the morning and that's I'd be just like weird. night. And he'd be like, What are you doing up?
0: Uh going to bed. Duh. <laughs> but
1: of course my dad doesn't think that anybody that's that sleeps past, you know, six AM is sleeping again. I'm like, you need to calm your
0: shit. Yeah, seriously.
1: Calm your tits. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> OK, so okay, so another uh, study researchers surveyed the separated twins about how close they felt to their newfound sibling. Um, so among identical twins, 80% of those surveyed reported feeling closer and more familiar with their twin than they did with to their best friends suggesting a strong genetic component in the bond between identical twins. That makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. So somebody you even like grew up with and they yeah. were your best friend. They knew everything
0: about you. You met your twin and that was it. Yeah. You're that, that makes just a whole lot of sense to me. Because and that was especially identical like identical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you know, there's so many similarities. Obviously Very the study interesting, is interesting. The yeah. bond that exactly. they have to me. That's why I thought it was so interesting
1: because that bond is such a mystery. Yeah. It's, Definitely a mystery. Um, so, in 1986, a study found that genetics plays a larger role in personality than previously thought. Environment affected personality when twins were raised apart, but not when they were raised together, the study suggested. Which I thought that was... Re- so, in other words, so... Um, hold on. <laughs> so, wh- when they're raised together, um, they can the way i read it was that they can go their separate ways that's why you'll have twins that are totally opposite in the same household but then when you have twins that are like separated by social class economic class uh across the country different total cultures and they still are very similar in their uh their propensity to do things or to believe things or well, to because
0: if they're raised apart they're not dealing with that competition like you know exactly yeah that's oh well i'm mean. like two minutes older so obviously i'm the better mm-hmm. one or you know things like that or like you can't dress like that because i'm dressed like that you need to go find something else yeah. or it's like i don't want to dress it's like, almost you anyways, like that need to
1: be seen as an individual i find yeah. that fascinating when you're a teenager and you, you want to be this individual, but you still have to dress like your friends. You still have to look like your friends. Yeah. I was definitely one of those kids where I was like, oh, I have to be an individual. And I still kind of have it even as an adult. Yeah. But I look back on my, uh, when I was a kid, and I really did a lot of stuff to fit in. And I didn't realize it at the time. I wanted to be like, I'm original.
0: I'm yeah. And that's kind that's of ridiculous. a funny thing, too, because when I was in, you know, high school and middle school and things like mm-hmm. that. It was kind of getting around like the emo phase and whatever. Mm-hmm. And so it was all about being individual and blah, 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 blah. And the next thing you know, everybody <laughs> is, yeah, was coming to school looking exactly the same anyway. So it's like, you think you're an individual, but when in reality, you're still the same, you're still doing the same thing as everybody else, yep. which is fine. That's perfectly fine because then, and you know, you're fitting in with that culture or, you know, you're doing whatever. And I made a whole lot of friends. I had a whole lot of friends during middle school and high school and I was very lucky But now, as an adult, I'm just like, I'm just gonna throw on this pair of generic, like right now I'm wearing these generic capris and a tank top, I wear a tank top, like two tank tops every day. And I'm just like, yeah, I don't wanna worry about what other people think or if I have to fit in with any of them. If If I look the way I look, then I look the way I look. It's not for anybody else, so. But yeah, back in the day, fitting in, that was a big, big thing even when we thought it wasn't.
1: I've known a couple of different twins. Uh, actually I know this one set of twins and even as adults they hate each other's guts. Really? I, it's really eerie because they are so identical you cannot tell them apart.
0: Oh man could you imagine if like you accidentally called one the other name and like how pissed that they would get. And, I've done it. Like, oh god that is awful.
1: And they just fucking glare at you and they're not like nice about it at all but it's so like, like I don't know them well enough. Yeah. It's just when you see them like in the grocery store or something, you say, Oh, hey, so and so, and they're like, mm, like they get shitty or they ignore you or yeah. they they truly hate that the other one is in their life. Like it's, they resent yeah. the fact that the other one is so much like them. I just they both like talk about I, I actually known a couple of sets of twins that hate each other, but I find that to be really fascinating. Like how can you it's almost yeah. like they feel like their identity was stolen.
0: Yeah, or like they just mm-hmm. hate themselves. So they're like,
1: "Yeah, you remind me too much of me. Get the fuck out of here." Yeah, but these two, just they're just total assholes, and they just both think they're so funny, and they both think that they're, they hate the other twin. And I'm like, it's because you two are too much alike. Yeah, because they're both that the dicks. But try telling them that.
0: Yeah, the the funny thing is, is out of all of this the sets of twins that I've known throughout my life. I only know of one of those sets of twins that both of the twins are still alive. Really? Isn't that terrifying? Oh, my. Oh, man. Because I know there was, like, one set of twins who I absolutely loved them. The one had a heart condition, and she ended up passing away of that. And then there was an accident for another set. And just just not good for anybody. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, yeah, only one out of all the sets of twins. And I've known quite a few out of all the sets of twins. I only know one that have both siblings. Alive. that's some scary shit that is absolutely terrifying
1: so i have one example okay okay of, of the so there's a similarity of twins reared apart and they're the called the Jim twins they're the most famous uh example that they have out there there's a lot of different examples that they had but i thought i would uh do this one because they, everything was so fucking crazy similar um so these twins were adopted at the age of four weeks uh-huh. apart And both of the adopting couples, unknown to each other, named their son James. Mm -hmm. Upon reunion of the twins when they were 39 years old, Jim and Jim have learned that. And there's here's a few different things. So both twins were married to women named Betty and divorced from women named Linda. What? Yeah. One one has named his first son James Allen, A-L-A-N, while the other named his first son James Allen, A-L-L-A-N. Whoa. Yeah. Both twins have an adoptive brother whose name is Larry. Both named their pet dog Toy. Both had some law enforcement training and have been part-time deputy sheriff in Ohio. Yep. Each did poorly in spelling and well Oh, enough. wait, wait, wait.
0: Hold on. This was
1: both in the same state. Yeah. Weird, right? Okay. So, how did they not I, I don't, don't know, know if they grew up in the same state or if they but if just worked. But if even they were even
0: working then, in the same state, I, I bet, bet you, you that's, that's how told. shit
1: started. Like, they started like, oh my God, I thought you were, oh, you look. You have a twin out there. I'm sure people have told them that. People tell me that. I know I don't have a twin out
0: there. I heard that a lot too. I actually, Mm -hmm. I was in Olympia, I was at a show, and I had these like, other people come up to me, and they're like, No, we gotta go, we gotta go. And I'm like, Who the fuck are you guys? And I look, and they were like, Oh shit, you're not so and so. And I'm like, No, I'm not so and so. They're like, Wait, are you sure you're not so so? I'm like, No, I am not this person. And then three months later, or no, it was not three months later, it was like three years later, so and so's mom comes into the casino while I'm working. She's like, oh my God, you were the spitting image of my daughter. This is unreal. We actually were Facebook friends for a while. (laughs)
1: That's interesting. That happened to me. Actually, it was in Tacoma and I was standing outside. I think it was like Harmon's or uh, what do they have? Uh, Top Foods. Top
0: Foods. um, Oh my God, I forgot about he, he
1: comes up to me and he's like, hey, what's up? I was like, not much. How are you doing? And we have like this whole conversation. And he's like, So, how was your night? I was like, My night was really good. How was yours? And we're just talking. <laughs> and finally, he was like, So, what'd you think of that party? And I was like, I wasn't at a party. And he looked at me and he's like, Oh my God, you're not my sister. Oh my God. <laughs> it's like they go to these same parties and he didn't realize I wasn't his sister. But we just had this whole conversation. And I was like, I don't know who the fuck this guy is, but maybe I met him sometime. And I just yeah. It would be nice. But yeah, I totally understand that. That was like, that's it's weird when that happens oh that is so funny. so that's probably what happened to them people were like oh my god you totally look like yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, you know um so what else oh each did carpentry carpentry mechanical drawing and block lettering um yeah <laughs> which is fucking really specific
0: so oh this one is a
1: really really crazy each vacation in florida in the same three block long beach area yeah oh my god yeah, and then uh, the last one I have is both twins suffer began suffering from tension headaches at 18. They gained 10 pounds at the same time and are six feet tall and 180
0: pounds. I quit. I'm done. That's it. We don't have to do any more podcasts because this is it. It's fucking weird, this right? This is it.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. There's, oh a whole much, there's a whole bunch more on this, but you can go to the Miss, the Minnesota Twin Family Study oh. website, and they have a lot of information on there. It was almost too much for me to, like, put in here. Um, it was just...
0: I just think it's really fascinating. I've always thought it was really fascinating. That is incredible because you have, like, mm-hmm. the whole, like... The, you know that whole six degrees of separation thing? Mm-hmm. They weren't like six degrees separated they were parallel doing everything in their life and they just couldn't quite get close enough to like walk up to each other on the street in florida say Mm -hmm. and be like why do you look exactly like me
1: (laughs) you know you know i find that interesting um that whole thought of people living parallel lives but never really meeting or meeting at the right time jeremy and i lived parallel lives there for a little while like we started (coughs) talking before we met and if we would have met any sooner it would have been too soon yeah um but at one point I was going to move right down the street from him
0: really yeah
1: we were going to move right down the street from him and uh, I that means I would have been going to that local bar that he was always going to at that time
0: oh that local bar (laughs) yeah it
1: was but I mean I was going to be living in Roy and so um what else like just all sorts of things like we would be at the same show at the same time and not know it like yeah uh, we would just go to like different things at the same time and not realize that and then finally we were met through a mutual friend that's perfect that's yeah. all you need. and it was perfect timing because at that point I had decided I was like you know what I don't Fuck think I've it. ever I done that before I had any
0: like sort of coincidental things like that happen to me it happens to me a lot. I've had, I don't know
1: if I look for it more often, or uh, I just feel like it does happen to me quite often.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, I've had, like, coincidences happen, obviously, but nothing like a parallel coincidence mm-hmm. like that, you know? It's just so. really, it's, it's just one of those, another mystery of mm-hmm. life. I think that life is really fascinating Life is really fascinating in general. So, yeah, that's all I got cool that yeah. was nature versus nurture twins.
1: the gym twins yeah you can look them up but uh you if you want to find it i at first i was like fuck what's it called and i was like <laughs> up, like twin experiments and i knew it was going to pop up and i was like oh i do not need to know about like the twin experiments of like nazi germany that's oh hell no. up i was like i'm not even going to fucking touch that no. um but that's what kept popping up and i was like no what is it finally i, re-
0: I remembered it was nature versus nurture man yeah, pretty fascinating. That is really fascinating. Mm-hmm. Like, just the more I think about it, and I'm like, they literally lived, it's almost like an alternate universe mm-hmm. then. Have
1: you ever read the uh, Stephen King book? And I don't remember who no. else he, you've never read any Stephen King? No. Uh, my favorite Stephen King story, and he wrote it with another author. It's called *The Talisman*, and it's about parallel universes. I've actually heard of that. Uh, it's probably I really need to like
0: start reading more.
1: It is so <laughs> good. I struggle with Stephen King because he's too descriptive sometimes, mm-hmm. and it bores me. Plus, we getting
0: through *Bram*. If if you can get through *Bram Stoker's*, Stoker's *Dracula*, mm-hmm. you can get through unabridged. <laughs> if you can get can through that. I've you read can that book numerous times. Um, I have also made it. I'm very proud. I've made it halfway through the unabridged volume of The Count of Monte Cristo. Oh, I haven't even tackled that. Oh my god. I made it halfway through and then I finally had to be, I I finally had to put put it down and walk away from it. It's been years since I picked it back up. Isn't
1: it amazing when you read those books and they really are like... Moving because they are. Because you're like, fuck, like, it sounds so boring and it sounds difficult, but then when you get through it, that's how A Tale of Two Cities was for me. Yeah. I was so I fucking that frustrated. Either. There was things that this, that Charles Dickens said in the beginning of the book where you're like, why the fuck is he telling me this? Like, you just yeah. get so irritated. And at the end, it's almost like the last, like, page <laughs> of the last chapter type of thing. It all just clicks. Oh. Uh. And you're just like, that f- that book is one of my favorite books of all time because it was very hard for me to get through and it was one of the most rewarding experiences I ever did. Yeah, so
0: yeah, my school, like, all throughout my school career, I never had, like, a... Required reading list. Mm-hmm. So, Red Badge of Courage, The Scarlet Letter. We never really Taylor did either. We did like Romeo and Juliet and stuff. But I mean, I took a Shakespeare class, and we didn't even do Romeo and Juliet. Can
1: I tell you though? I love Shakespeare. He was
0: a very oh funny man. Oh my gosh, hilarious! He was a very funny, very witty. Uh, we did Hamlet, and we did. Did you do a Midsummer Night's Dream? Mm-hmm. And um, Julius
1: Caesar. Yeah. Uh, that's my favorite play. Julius Caesar? Yeah, I love it. Actually, every, I don't know why, but every March, I always remember March 15th. Yeah. As the Ides of March. The Ides of March. I just remember that. Very lucky day. Thing. You stay home. No, <laughs> With you your not. back up against the wall, mm-hmm. <laughs> you stay home. where the Ides of March. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I just find that to be really interesting. I like the whole political intrigue. Yeah. But i miss reading madeline we was going through that book list of like the most popular books from 1930 to present and i'm almost like damn i feel like and lolita was on there by the way it was 1958 oh okay i knew it was late 50s early 60s
0: that was a hard book to get through because you just get pissed off but it's like the book that was like popular for the year i was born i don't even still remember the name of it but i'm like it was the satanic the uh, satanic something uh, I can tell you right now. The satanic poopy pants. <laughs> 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 That's funny. The satanic prophets. No, the 1989. Satanic, satanic versus by Verses by Salman Rushdie. What the fuck is that? I've never even heard of I that. I haven't either,
1: but it was very popular in 1989. I guess so. I'm, well, the satanic panic, right? About oh, that see, time. mine was. Yeah. Yeah, That's yeah. true. That's true. Yeah, yes. And we talked about panic. that. panic uh 1982 you're welcome <laughs> is let's see et the extraterrestrial so that i didn't realize that was that was the bo- book yep looks like it well it looks like we've
0: got quite a few things to read but i have to finish i have to finish the passengers and then i got the husband's secret because that's going to be a movie that blake lively is going to be in yeah i want to see love uh, blake lively. or i want to read that
1: first but
0: um i have a lot of, I have can so i borrow that read. one when you're done with that the yeah husband's are you gonna secret? give me the martian back yeah <laughs> have, have you even it. read it yet no Read it first. I can't, I watched the movie first. Read it, trust me. It is you will be laughing out loud. If nobody has oh no. like read The Martian, it is so funny because like it gets to a point where he's, you know, on Mars and he's doing his text, you know, communication. I tend to, like very serious things unless it's chiclet. Okay. No you're not understanding. He's typing to like the command and obviously the whole world can see what he's typing back and forth to the command and they tell him this and he's like, Hey, look, and then he makes boobies with parentheses (laughs) and zeros. And it's just so like, I laughed out loud, but then like the very next booby joke, I know. But then like the very next paragraph, there's this huge stamp sandstorm and he's fucked. And it's just, like, it's so up and down. It's so worth it. I didn't think it was going to be worth it, and it was... I could talk about this book forever. Read the goddamn book. Okay. All right. I'll read the book. Read the book. I don't care if you saw the movie already. I've seen the movie, too. The movie was actually pretty good, but the book... I know everybody says it, but the book was hilarious. So,
1: the one book on here for 2012 is Fifty Shades of Grey. No! And can I tell you, I have read it multiple times, and it's
0: fucking... Boring. It's not even just boring. It's bad writing because I too have read through it multiple times. If I just I need still to like, haven't gotten through the third book. Well, here's the thing. If I need something like stupid to read because I just mm-hmm. need to, you know, mindlessly read something, I will turn to Twilight or I will turn to Fifty Shades of Grey. Mm-hmm. Fifty Shades of Grey because it's very poorly written. Yeah, it's very, you know, like fanfic type of. Did you whatever. see that she just came out
1: with the the novel, The Perspective of Grey? Ugh. And I'm like, why?
0: Everybody, get off this goddamn well, I go train! Get that one too. It's ridiculous! <laughs> and honestly, I'm already on the train. I can't get off. It's not that I enjoy this, the the mm-hmm.
1: books. I just can't help it. And if, I'm sorry, but I guess I just feel like Fifty Shades of Grey is the modern housewives. <laughs> way to read fucking penthouse column shit it is. in it book is. format because there's a story in there in love no he's an abusive fucking asshole yeah don't get me into it because that's a bad relationship <laughs> girls stay away he's fucked oh up you god. can't fix him he should have died in the helicopter crash god damn it it makes me so happy people are like I can fix them and no you no, can't no you can't no you can't in fact they're they're fucking going down burning they're gonna bring Ugh. you with them especially and when to...
0: they don't want to be fixed if it's... they want to be fixed they will go to a therapist and find themselves a new girlfriend it's ridiculous
1: yeah and obviously when you got together you establish patterns and more likely than not that shit's not gonna work out exactly fucking get out <laughs> Oh, it makes me so mad. That whole, that whole book. <laughs> For it being 2012, which everyone thought, you know, that's kind of a modern time. It's not. And it's like glorifying like abusive relationships. Yeah, the
0: story is just so archaic. <laughs> Fucking piss me off. Like, yeah, I, I've read through it many times. And I'm just like, oh my God, I just need something dumb to read. And every time I read it, I'm just like, yep, this just keeps getting dumber and dumber.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's definitely some interesting things on here, though. But I, anyway, so this list, I think I'm going to try to work my way through it. Yeah, do it because I there's some things I haven't read
0: on here that I need
1: to like for whom the bell tolls
0: have you heard of the 52 and 52 challenge no 52 books in 52 weeks a for me. I my tried two, it two years. I can, if I have the time, I can read a book a day. But I don't yeah, have the I time. Exactly. So no, I tried it. It was um, when Ariel was probably about like six or seven months old, and she was a little more independent because she's always just been so independent. Mm-hmm. I've always been able to. I haven't had to give up much just because she's so independent. I really
1: think i stop listening to us right now. Oh, about you books.
0: know what? They can go fuck themselves. Hey, fuck yourself. Hey. Um, anyway, <laughs> 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 so I tried the fifty-two and fifty-two, and I was doing really well and then about is it week, a specific book list? No, you just pick 50 pick book? books. Yeah, you just pick up the books. Cool. And so I started this one book. I didn't because I was doing everything on ebook because it was easier when I was couch surfing to have ebooks than to mm-hmm. whatever. So I'm reading and reading and then all of a sudden I realized that this book is way longer than what I had co- like allotted mm-hmm. for reading time mm-hmm. in order to finish this. and then I was like, okay, fine, whatever. And I just kept going along with it. And the next thing I know, I kind of gave up, and I, I made it about twelve weeks in though. Cool. And I I read all of the Anne Rice Sleeping Beauty books. I've read all those. Terrifying. And good lord. Oh my god. <laughs> I had no idea what I was getting myself into. UV figure Anne Rice. That will yeah. be fine. It'll be it'll be interesting. It'll it's be
1: you know like the vampire version of VC Andrews. Yeah. But um, no, no,
0: <laughs> Oh, no. That was terrifying. That is some dark sex shit. It's like seriously dark. Hmm. I'm just, like, reading this and reading this, and I was like, what How the, the prince fuck? was a necrophile. Yeah, and then it's like, and then you can't stop because then, like... You're like, okay, c- I got like, that whole thing where she gets sold at the market, and I'm yeah, just like... Yeah, and then they were like, have to be horses. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh, I don't know, but I gotta read it, and so just gotta keep but it going. now right. it's in my brain forever. Exactly, and, and I can't... Fushed. I've never been able to get rid of it. No so amount don't do brainwashing it. is getting rid of it, because if mm-hmm. I do get rid of it, I'll probably just end up having to read it again. Yeah. And whoops whoopsies it's back <laughs> okay well on that note <laughs> on that note we mm-hmm. are done with this week's episode we got all of our chatter done at the end it seems like yeah it took me a while to warm up i had a rough night yeah and we're, and
1: we're doing this in the morning which is weird which
0: is weird we're not drinking it's not even morning right now it's like two o'clock maybe no, we should start Get drinking and do the next <gasps> yes let's do that <laughs> i like that idea i only have uh, one beer left but your vodka is still here oh yay <laughs> i always have vodka here <laughs> i know i went to my freezer one time i wanted to go fill up the ice. And there was, like, a bottle of vodka in there. I was like, this isn't mine. (laughs) I thought it was at Melissa's house, too. I always had vodka in her (laughs) face. Always. We need to just get Melissa to move down here. And we'll never run out of vodka. And we'll be all happy together. And (laughs) she can just come (laughs) hang out.
1: Yeah. Oh, you know what we should
0: do? We need to get her on a FaceTime for one of these uh, podcast recording sessions. Yeah, we
1: need to to figure out something. I don't know if a FaceTime would work because of the sound of the recording. 40. I don't we'll have to figure something out for sure yeah
0: we will no I think it'll be fine she I would felt, enjoy that I've held my phone up to the microphone just <laughs> to test it before it did okay because you know I've got a lot of articles on my phone so I wanted to make sure me just having it wasn't gonna cool mess anything up but we need Melissa I know I miss her I miss her too okay guys all right you guys um stay tuned for next week's episode we're gonna we take a
1: little break and maybe get a drink and well we're not coming back they
0: won't hear this for another week I know Oh, but anyway, stay tuned for next week's episode. Um, we're going to talk about shaman, famous shaman, mm-hmm. ritualistic healers or leaders or whatever. I found mine after I changed like a million times because it was so hard. Mm-hmm. So hard. It was like completely opposite of this week's medical mysteries because I had the really hard time. finding the immediately. This coming one. And then, yeah, you knew immediately. Cool. So. All right. All right. Well, thanks so much, you guys. All we all right. love you. Bye. Love you, boo-boo. Hey everyone, it's Brittany here. I just wanted to say thank you for listening to another episode of the All Things Strange podcast. I just wanted to let you know that we are all across social media doing everything that we can to get the word out. We do have our email um, all set up, so if you want to send in suggestions or if we're not on a platform that you want to listen to us on, I can do my best to get us on there. So the email is allthingsstrangepodcast at gmail.com. We are also all things strange podcast on Instagram, on Facebook, on YouTube, on SoundCloud, on iTunes, on Twitter. We are all strange pod Um, because apparently all things strange podcast was way too many letters for that specific platform. I mean, you only get so many, Um, but please go follow us on all those social medias. I'm going to try to be a lot more active on them because I want to hear from you guys and I want you to like see what we're doing all the time and everything like that. Make sure to share the posts with your friends, like, subscribe, rate, comment, be a part of our little family here because we want to grow. We want things to be amazing for you guys. We really do appreciate you um, with our like four listeners out there. I know we don't have very many, but it's cool. You're one of us. You're, you know, you're here with us at the beginning. We love you. We appreciate it. Thank you so, so much. And we'll talk to you later.